Hi, I'm Hadley. I'm Aaron. And I'm Miller. And you're listening to... Reclamation. <laughs> Worship. Jason Allen, host of Reclamation Worship, the podcast devoted to reclaiming a biblical view of worship for the church. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Reclamation Worship. I am so encouraged that you would stop by and listen to yet another installment of the Pilgrim's Progress Conversations. If this is your first time listening to Reclamation Worship, welcome. We're so glad you're here. I want to encourage you to go to reclamationworship.com where you can find all of the previously recorded episodes. And uh, also, you'll hear in this episode a question that my kids and I have for our neighbors across the pond. So if you're from the United Kingdom and can answer this question, uh, please visit reclamationworship.com, select the contact information there, and, and weigh in. We'd love to hear what you have to say on the matter. If you're a longtime listener and this podcast has been helpful to you, don't forget to tell your friends, your neighbors, the folks at church about this podcast. Steer them toward reclamationworship.com where they can find all of the previously recorded episodes. And uh, also tell them about us on Instagram, at Reclamation Worship, Facebook, at Reclamation Worship, and Twitter, at Reclamation HQ. And don't forget iTunes, where you can find us, subscribe, leave a rating interview. It helps us get the word out about this podcast. In today's conversation, we look at the the conversation between Christian and Goodwill. And uh, this is just such an encouraging scene in the Pilgrim's Progress. Uh, we think it's Bunyan's portrayal of the Lord Jesus Christ in Goodwill. And, uh, and, and you will see the Lord Jesus' heart toward those who are brokenhearted over their sin. All right, well, let's head on over to the conversation. Welcome, everyone. How are y'all doing? Good. Good, good, good. good. All right, so from time to time, sitting around the dinner table uh, at night, we will play high-low. I'm sure there are plenty of ways to do it, but the way that we do it is to go around the table and each say a high and a low from that day. So, uh, Aaron, why don't I start with you? We're, instead of this day, right, we're going to do this week. So what was a high and what was a low for you this week? My high would be the carnival we had yesterday. Oh, we had a carnival yesterday. Tell us about that. So we had like yummy food, uh, tickets, and we had raffle. Yeah, so your mother loves y'all so much that she came up with this genius idea to have a carnival and uh, we had a great time doing that. So that was good. I'm sure we'll hear more about that from Hadley, at least, maybe Miller, too. But uh, what was a low this week for you, Aaron? I don't really have one. You don't have a, There was not one time during this week that something bummed you out? Just being quarantined, I guess. I okay. Don't, I don't know. All right. Okay. Mill, how about you? Hello. Um, my high was definitely the carnival. Wow. How do you hear that? They're very encouraged. JoJo's sitting across the room. She's hearing all of this, and so just got a big thumbs up from her. All right, Miller, high was the carnival. Any one particular aspect of the carnival that uh, sort of set your heart to singing? Well, the snow cones were really good. Okay. Any Anything to do with uh, maybe the raffle? Oh, yeah, I've won both. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> he is lucky. So we have a, a running joke in our family. Any contest that Miller enters, he wins. And we were joking yesterday. We had two raffles, a $5 dollar tree. Not uh, Dollar General. Dollar General, not Dollar Tree. Yeah, $5 Dollar General gift card. And then there was an Amazon gift card that was for a little bit more than that. And we joked, what if Miller wins both of those? And lo and behold, he won both of those. So uh, that had to be a high point of your carnival experience. Definitely. Okay. And what was a low for you for the week, Mill? I guess my low would be uh, hearing that my history teacher, who I've had for a long time, is leaving the school. So that's pretty sad. You yeah. you care to elaborate on that, Mr. Heimler? Mm-hmm. Your your beloved teacher, I, I almost said professor, which in a lot of ways he is like a professor, right? Mm-hmm. But um, he is uh, going to be concentrating on some other things. For you listeners, if you have not uh, heard of Mr. Heimler, you need to check out his YouTube channel. And I'll link to that in the show notes of this episode. He does some really great things with Heimler's history. He's a history teacher. Um, what else does he teach you, Miller? Uh, he does Bible and rhetoric. Yeah, so great guy. Thankful for Mr. Heimler's influence in Laney's life and in Miller's life. So we wish him well as he heads on in this new direction, or really not a new direction, just um, continuing on doing what he's doing. And uh, we pray the Lord's blessings for him as he does that. Hadley, how about for you? Hello. The carnival. The carnival was, my high. was your high. Okay. Any anything that you want to say about Miller winning both of the prizes? <laughs> Me and Lainey, my sister, were really mad. Okay. Yeah, Lainey but claims she's never won anything. So. She has. She won the Easter egg, the golden Easter egg. Okay. Yeah. What about uh, a low for you this week? The low was probably um, doing math on Thursday. That was a really hard day. Okay. <laughs> and I see mom giving the thumbs up. <laughs> Y'all, y'all had a challenging day on Thursday, uh-huh. right? Unfortunately, you got my math brain, mm. so um, I apologize for that. Okay. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm sure I gave you something good in your genes. Yeah, you gave me the love for sugar. Love for sugar. Okay. Another high for me in school-wise, like school-wise high, was doing um, vocab with my best friend on uh, FaceTime. Okay, That's so good. y'all have... Continue to stay in touch through technology, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. <laughs> and letters. Great. All right. So uh, today, let's pivot from our conversation about high-low to the Pilgrim's Progress. We're continuing on with our Pilgrim's Progress conversation. And uh, today, we're talking about the wicket gate. So I'm not saying wicked as in evil or bad, like W-I-C-K-E-D, I'm saying wicked, W-I-C-K-E-T, right? Mm-hmm. That that T makes all the difference, mm-hmm. right? So, Hadley, what is a wicked gate? A wicked gate is a small door or a gate. <laughs> small door or a gate. A wicked gate is a gate. Mm-hmm. All right, that's really good. Uh, I'm thankful for that definition there. Um, so, yeah, we probably don't use this term at all. Aaron's when when is the last time you said you referred to a gate or a door as a wicket gate? Never. Never. Okay. <laughs> but back in John Bunyan's day, I would imagine that uh, this was a very well-known term. And 
if if we do have any listeners from across the pond, any any British listeners, um, I would love for you to contact me uh, at reclamationworship.com. You can find my contact information on the website. I'd love for you to contact me and just let me know if you're still using that term today, if that's something that still gets used. The listeners would love to know. So please uh, reach out and uh, and let us know. So we're going to be talking about the wicket gate. And, and we've heard about the wicket gate uh, early on, right, in, in this book. This has been something that has been referred to a number of times. And here we are. We find ourselves here at the gate. So Aaron, before we go any further, I want for you to read for us from Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. All right. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy. That leads to destruction, and those who enter it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard. That leads to life, and those who find it are few. Okay, so do we see a connection between Matthew 7, 13, and 14 and this wicked gate? Is there a connection? Yes. All right, so if Hadley's definition, which Hadley, again, what was it? A small door or a gate. Okay, and Matthew 7, 13, and 14 refers to a, what, Aaron? Narrow gate. Narrow gate. Do we see a connection? Yes. All right, Miller. So let me have you read two passages, right? The first one is found in John's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 44. Go ahead and read that. You said 644? 644. It says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Okay, so also let me hear John 14, 6. John's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 6. It says, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Miller, why do you think Christian is told he must enter through the wicked gate? Because he's got to enter through Christ. He's the only way. That's right. So if he wants salvation, if he wants to be saved, there is but one name, right? It is only through Christ Jesus that you can and must be saved, right? Right. Okay. So a little bit of review here, Aaron. Who was it that told Christian he needed to go through the wicked gate? Evangelist. Evangelist. I I love that evangelist keeps coming up in this story because it reminds us of what we must be for others. Um, We must never tire of being evangelist for and to others. Uh, it is evangelist that prompts Christian what he must do to be saved. So evangelist tells Christian he must go to the wicked gate. It's only through the wicked gate that he can be saved. And Christian listens. Okay, so Hadley, who answers Christian's call when he knocks on the gate? Goodwill. Goodwill. All right, so... I want to read from uh, a couple of references here uh, to who we think Bunyan meant goodwill to be. So let let me read this for you guys. It says, Goodwill represents the grace of God and or the Lord himself. Just as goodwill was the only one who could open the gate, so God alone can bring the sinner into the covenant of grace. And that goes along with what Miller was just reading from John's Gospel. It is true that the sinner must knock and must step in, but the faith and repentance that are required of the sinner are the gifts of God. Goodwill could simply be the growing conviction of the Lord's goodness to Christian. 
A believer must be persuaded of the Lord's good will towards him, or he will despair. This encounter may be the growing conviction of Christian that God is merciful and gracious to the brokenhearted. Nonetheless, goodwill is most likely a reference to Christ. So again, that comes from a pastor in Pennsylvania. I will link to his study guide in the show notes. Dr. Jim Oreck, who I've had on this podcast before, he reminds us that evangelist directs Christian to the wicked gate or to Christ and not to the cross. So the wicked gate, according to Dr. Oreck, is... Christ. The wicked gate represents Christ. So a couple of things real quick I want us to talk about um, from thinking on goodwill and, and who this character represents. Does anybody want to take a stab at what goodwill means? Sure. Okay, Miller. I think it means like friendly, helpful, or cooperative feelings <laughs> or attitude. Or attitude. No, that sounds like something that Mr. Webster would have said. Is that no? Is that close to his definition? It was all me. It's all you. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I'm I'm glad that you were able to come up with that definition in and of your own. Me too. Strength. That's good. Um, so, you care to read it for us one more time? Read it. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Quote it. Um, this is from. Yes. It is friendly, helpful, or cooperative feelings towards someone. Okay. Um, let me read this line one more time. A believer must be persuaded of the Lord's goodwill towards him, or he will despair. All right. When y'all first heard the gospel and you understood that you could have forgiveness of your sin, that, that the Lord would forgive you and adopt you as his son or daughter and uh, take you into his family— were you persuaded that he meant good for you, right? In other words, when you heard that offer of forgiveness, it's not that you thought that he intended harm for you, right? Were you persuaded that God intended good for you? Yes. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, Go ahead, Mil. why else would he send his son to die for us if mm-hmm. he didn't uh, mean good to come of it? That's great. Okay, so I want to read this sentence one more time from this pastor in Pennsylvania because I think this gets to the heart of the gospel and why the good news is so good for us. So good to us. Uh, Listen to what he says. This encounter may be the growing conviction of Christian that God is merciful and gracious to the brokenhearted. Let me just say for anyone who's listening to this, if you have not ever placed your faith in Christ, um, somehow by God's providence, he has brought you to this uh, recording and you are hearing that Jesus is the one who has taken your sin upon himself, Um, you simply must believe upon him, place your faith in him, and you too can be forgiven of your sin. If you find yourself listening to this and being brokenhearted over your sin, what Bunyan wants us to see, and and what I hope that my kids understand, and, and ultimately what I understand and embrace, is that the Lord Jesus Christ offers us goodwill. He's showing us uh, through his life, through his death, through his resurrection, that he offers goodwill to those who will trust in him, who will place their faith in him alone for the forgiveness of their sin, and who will repent and turn from their sin. 
All right, so Christian says to Goodwill that he wants to enter through the wicket gate if Goodwill is willing to let him in. Hadley, how does Bunyan say that Goodwill responds? He said, I am willing with all my heart, and with that he opened the gate. So that is Jesus' heart toward sinners who call upon him for the forgiveness of their sin, right? He, with all of his heart, is willing and ready to open the gate. Okay, good deal. So, oh, good deal rhymes with goodwill, right? Uh, It does, (laughs) in a way. All right, so this wraps up this week's conversation. Hadley, where are we going to be the next time we get together? The interpreter's house. All right, good deal. Until next time. Soli Deo Gloria.